someone's cursing my lord late night lunch someone's puffling my lord late night lunch someone's growing my lord late night lunch oh lord late night This is a post-Watershed production. Welcome to the show that leaves you stranded on the rocks at high tide, late night large. I'm your Portuguese man-of-war, Aaron Bliss, and next to me is your dwarf shrimp, Mike Large. I'm not sure about that one. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to another happy, happy edition of the Happy Happy Show. With happy, happy hippos. <laughs> I don't know about happy, but definitely hungry. Yeah. And tonight on Late Night Large, our topic for discussion... Is? Will be... Oceans. I thought it was about time. What do you think about this, Mike? I think you're a puffin. <laughs> it's funny you should mention puffins, because obviously they're uh, renowned seabirds. Clowns of the sea. Clowns of the sea, clowns of... Deadington. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about oceans tonight. I couldn't hold it in any longer. That's what she said. It, <laughs> it's one of those things, Mike. I've always thought that in, a, in an alternative life, that would be what I'd study, like to to be an oceanographer. I don't know about you. Does, does that sound quite cool to you? Um, I briefly considered marine biology. Really? Tell tell me more. Well, I briefly considered marine biology. <laughs> that was the end of the anecdote, was um, it? Well, I was quite quite interested in. Uh, I always used to like. Well, I still do watch like David Attenborough fucking shit and all that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was always quite good at sciences and things at school. Yeah. Um, biology was probably, mm, yeah, probably my best science. Biology, and yeah. I quite. Uh, I guess I must have watched a, a couple of like shows about. You know, sea creatures and shit like that, and oh. whatever. And All right. One idea led to another, and it was only a brief flame fad, but yeah. Fad. I well, I had like stickers everywhere on my wall and posters of. No, I didn't. That's a lie. Yeah. Uh, but I did. I did briefly consider it, and I think some. Uh, that's if, if I remember, this was quite some time ago. If I remember, I think some girl I liked also. <laughs> Also was toying with the idea at a similar time, so I thought, oh yeah, ah, there's the motivation. <laughs> well, to be fair, it happens to the best of us. You've uh, you made some interesting comments over the time we've been recording late night large, Mike, because I just realised that you uh, you've told us in the past that you had an affinity with the planets, yeah, space, yeah, and now you're telling us you've got an affinity with the ocean, both massively unexplored regions. I can kind of see what's drawing you to those. Mm-hmm. It's quite, quite, uh, quite an adventure. Got, got a bit of depth to yourself, haven't you? Oh, More de- <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of depth. <laughs> I can assure you of one thing: it's depth. God no. Yeah, so I mean, o- oceanographer. I thought is is it sounds like re- one of those really cool uh, professions or vocations. Like I don't know, cartographer, epistemologist. Uh, I don't know if they still have them, but apothecaries, 
alchemist, obviously, and and a bounty hunter. I think they'd be quite cool things to. You imagine you're at a dinner party and you're saying to someone, you know, that, oh, what, what what do you do? Oh, this and that. No, no, no. What, what, what's, what's your job? What, what's your uh, career? Just like, oh, I, I I turn base metals into gold. <laughs> they'd be yeah. chucking all their metal at you. Yeah. Pro- <laughs> probably. Cause, yeah. I'm, a, I, I'm the king sorcerer. I don't know if you heard of me, but I yeah, I'm uh, bounty hunter. Right? Booty hunter. Booty hunter. <laughs> so, before we go on, obviously, we'll remind ourselves, for the idiots out there, because let's face it, you have to be an idiot to not realise what we're talking about when we talk about oceans or seas. Of course, because 71% of the planet we currently reside on is made up of these bodies of water. Unless I get an erection, in which case <laughs> it goes down to 70%. I'd like that to be stricken from the record. An ocean is a body of saline water that composes a large part of a planet's hydrosphere. Obviously, we already know that. We already grow that. (laughs) Of course. Anyway, if we're talking about the major oceans of the planet, we are in descending order of area. Here we go. Grow on. We've got the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, the Southern or Antarctic Ocean and the Arctic Ocean, finally. Those are all the major oceans of the world. And there is a there is a school of thought, I believe, that actually connects them all and just refers to them as one big ocean. Just They just refer to it as the planet's ocean. Because there's not much land separating the ocean from just joining into each other anyway. Anyway, obviously, you already knew... If you didn't, then tune into uh, the Planets edition of Lane Large for us to educate you. That Earth is the only known planet to have significant bodies of water, which obviously promotes life. That's integral. Of course. <clears throat> but this, this was the part that really interested me. Oceanographers, those cool, sexy people who I'm sure have supermodels clinging to their uh, appendages... Oceanographers have stated that out of ninety-seven, are you struggling? I'm struggling with how this uh, how this sentence is phrased. Let me read it out the way yeah. that it actually appears. I've got no problem reading that, but that's that's fine if you if you're struggling. Oceanographers have stated that out of ninety-seven percent, only five percent of the ocean as a whole on Earth has been explored. Where, where, why ninety-seven percent? I don't understand why that's been thrown in there. Perhaps you could enlighten me, Mike. Is this another mm. case that you put in the boot in before you'd actually... Uh... That's correct, yeah. <laughs> that is... Ryan checks that, your book can't cash that, again. That is, in fact, exactly what's just happened, yeah. Yes. Why don't we leave out that baffling 97% and just say oceanographers have stated only 5% of the entire ocean on Earth have been explored. That's a pretty incredible... That's a pretty incredible claim that you think, Mike. When you think that we're talking about nearly 72% of our planet and then only 5% of it has been fully explored. That shit cray. (laughs) Just like space, really. Like I say, is that what interests you? Because I think it's a natural thing, Mike. I've said in the past that my fascination with like the uh, Spanish conquest of the Aztecs and such forth... And even the Macedonian, the British Empire, the Roman Empire, 
all the great empires there's that spirit of adventure and conquest isn't there and discovery most of all being pioneers feeling like you're on the forefront of a threshold of discovery like we were we were the people that did this we were the people that broke these barriers that saw these things for the first time hmm. and that's what draws you to things like space and obviously the oceans I think so yeah but although it took us many thousands of years also I read uh, for mankind to fully explore the planet obviously we didn't even trip across the Americas until the 16th century and Australia wow don't even don't even mention Australia let's not go there no <laughs> well not literally obviously no, it's a very nice place there. yeah <laughs> I, I've been there it's a very nice place go there but let's not go there yeah <laughs> anyway although it took us many many centuries and in fact very until very recently in our history to explore the whole planet in terms of land oceans and space have again remained very very discovery free and of course Mike the reason being they're very very inhospitable to human beings yeah you need some very expensive equipment you need to tool up big time to explore space and of course just like that really the ocean's pretty similar because in in both cases, you're looking at very little air, and either atmospheric pressure or complete lack of gravity that's going to do you if you don't uh, have protective equipment. Going to do you? Going to do you? Is it? Yeah. Fucking do you? Exactly. Right. Atmospheric pressure is narrated by Ray Winston. <laughs> you heard <laughs> it here first. So, Mike. Any any initial comments then about oceans in general? Do you have a favourite ocean? Do you have any oceanic stories of your own? Or mm, Christ, um, <laughs> not that I can think let of. Me, let me ask you this. Go on, go are on. You, are you afraid of the ocean? Do you have a fear of the sea? Let me answer that uh, by asking you a question. <laughs> I know it's not not good to answer a question with a question, but who are you talking to? <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. Am I? afraid of the oceans do I fear no you fear no man nor body of water that's correct <laughs> yeah well no I don't I don't really? I don't fear them okay I have a respect for them yeah and have you, I'm okay. intrigued by them uh-huh. to a certain extent but no I don't really okay let me throw really this no one fear, Aaron, but have you ever been on the ocean Yes. In what in one context? Let us know. Uh, well, I've walked across a couple. <laughs> All right, because I heard a rumor that you were you you a groomer a groomer that you uh, flew over some of the oceans before landing on the cliff top. Well, I've done some fish. That's happened, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So you've never been on yet. Well, I was with Kev at the time. <laughs> I was going to say, you were having a few beers over at his nest, weren't you? That's it, yeah. Yeah. Puffling along. Till the old albatrosses came along and started kicking kicking up. Well, I obviously had to get a bit shirty with them, didn't I? But yeah. They soon pissed off. <laughs> Classic. So, realistically, you've never been on the ocean? Um, on the I don't think so. No? Really? Not it's alright I, I, uh, I'm aware of I believe I have been but not for any length of time I've never been on a ship that's cruised across oh, the ocean no I've never been on a ship no 
been... Interesting. No, I've only really travelled by plane. Oh, that's an interesting yeah, starting point. Saying, yeah. I've never really... Yeah. Don't be a puffin. Listen to Late Night Large. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to an extraordinarily wet Late Night Large. Oh, we're dripping. <laughs> Should I say welcome back? We're talking about welcome oceans. Crack. So, carry on, mate. Oh, I'll carry on. Break it down. Break it down. So we were, in fact, talking about oceans. Wet. Now, as I think you briefly touched on before, there's a difference between... Well, if we didn't, we should. There's a difference between... Uh, a, a definition of an ocean and a definition of a sea my understanding and I'm sure Aaron will correct me at some point later there's something he's looked up and I'm marginally <laughs> slightly wrong and because um, he's an arsehole my understanding was that to kind of seas were kind of landlocked, landlocked even uh-huh. and the oceans were kind of not separated by land but just basically but by, by yeah currents just, currents and just given borders basically no no no, no well they, they separate yeah. they separate bits of land uh-huh. but they're not landlocked or anything not yeah but they, and they, they 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 all obviously where they differ from seas are they all they're all <laughs> interjoined some uh-huh. some way there yeah. is just one big body of salt water and obviously the name given to it is obviously i guess taken from you know the, the the land that it divides or whatever. Generally, that's that's yeah. kind of my understanding. Okay. Um, Why don't you go through with oh, us well, a brief definition of uh, which oceans which? Because I always have trouble remembering. Uh, which oceans which? Yeah. Uh, so the Pacific Ocean apparently separates Asia and Oceania from the Americas. Shout out for the Pacific because of course it's the deepest. Um, Home of the Mariana Trench. Yeah, deepest, and you know what the uh, Mariana Trench was caused by, don't you? Uh, go on. No. Do you not actually know? What it was caused by? Go on. No, no, go on. Educate me. Okay, so one day, Mike Large was floating in the <laughs> Pacific Ocean. SpongeBob Large. Please, and yeah. uh, I was floating, and uh, I'd been some bathing and whatnot, and I thought, shit, better flip over. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get burnt on one side and nothing on the other. So I went face down for a bit, obviously top boy for ages got a little bit excited and voila massive trench at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> so. what a wonderful tale what, what, what well that's no tale mate. <laughs> no oh I spin some yarn <laughs> say that again yeah Indeed. so grow on with our sorry uh, yeah our guide to the world's oceans Aaron uh, took us on a, a strange path then thanks Aaron uh, so it was your fault the Atlantic Ocean separates the Americas from Eurasia and Africa. Just to just, Go on. just to uh, be be clear, mate. What's, Go the on, ocean, what's the ocean that encircles us? Is that not the Atlantic? Because it what? says yes. There we go. Yeah, Eurasia. Yeah. So we are considered part of Eurasia. Yeah. Yes, okay. we are. Yeah, we are the, on the Good. Eurasian plate. Indian Ocean washes upon 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 uh, Southern Asia and separates Africa from Australia. Indian Ocean. That's no surprise, really, where that is. <laughs> I'd hope not. No. Southern Ocean, which is sometimes considered an extension of the Pacific, Atlantic, and Indian Oceans, which encircles Antarctica. I think that's. So, I, I think they get 
I think that's only like you know you were saying about a division a mm. bit like a nation state where yeah. there's no specific thing except locality I think that's that because yeah pretty much like you say the only thing that makes it Southern Ocean is it's in the Southern Hemisphere around Antarctica as yeah. opposed to being a completely separate ocean so you can kind of see why it's considered just extensions of uh-huh. those oceans and of course the daddy my large ocean uh, sorry Arctic Ocean which is apparently sometimes considered a sea of the Atlantic Okay, I don't know what that means. Uh, which covers most of the Arctic and washes uh, upon the North America and upon the or upon North America and Eurasia. That's that's the big one. That's uh, that's the daddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Although that's clear, wh- that's clearly where isn't. Clearly isn't. It's the opposite, isn't it? It's top of the world. It's top of but the world. It's the smallest ocean. It's the, it's the smallest ocean because they're in size order. Uh huh. But it's 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 the daddy. <laughs> So what and we're saying Mike is... Large is the daddy when he's on the top. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, oh, get <laughs> uh, out. Was the reference <laughs> I was uh, making there. Clearly you were oh. quite as quick as on the uptake as usual there. But Sorry, I was drowning in a sea of hyperbole. Oh, you'll be drowning in something. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, saline solution, isn't it? <laughs> so That's not what I call it. <laughs> Pacific... I've got a four-letter word comes, for it. Shut up. Starts D- with J. Pacific comes... <laughs> Pacific comes... Ends with a double Z. Pacific comes at number Jazz. one. Shut up. Jazz hands. Yeah, Pacific comes at number one. hands. Both in terms of depth and also, are we talking area as well? Is it number one in area? Uh, it's also the largest surface I area? believe so. Wow, so really the only thing in the Atlantic... Because I, I always... I know it sounds lame. It sounds really lame. But I used to take some pride in the ocean that we called home. You know, like you take a little bit of pride in the Antarctic, but because I always thought it had something over the Pacific, like it had a larger area. But I'm guessing that the only thing that is really characterised by is how frigging cold it is and windy. Yeah, but I don't think that's to say that others aren't. No, <laughs> I guess in the partic- Arctic Ocean, it's quite, so. quite cold. I don't think it's windy. Atlantic's windier, I think. Yeah, it's... all those, all those kind of Siberian. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a motherfucker of an ocean. Uh, Mike, did you want to talk about? Uh, did we want to talk about hydros- hydrospheres, zones of the ocean? Did you did you want to uh, tackle that? Well, I'll be honest, I don't know an awful lot about it. No, have you heard of any? Okay, obviously, if you don't know anything about it, but have you heard of any of these zones? Because I've heard, for instance, a reference to the abyssal zone, which I've always thought was very cool, because obviously. You think of the abyss, and what was that film where they uh, went down into the like abyssal zone, uh, and um, then aliens stopped them from running out of oxygen? <laughs> Cocoon? No, no, that was another one. Yeah. That's... yeah. No, anyway, I can't remember. No, no. But the abyssal zone is was it six six thousand meters? Is it? So, so find us somewhere between two and four. It starts down to 6,000 yeah okay now I've heard of some of from geography some some of the some of the the terms for the the land obviously that adjoins to the ocean the ocean Uh uh, look a bit familiar but not so much the actual oceanic terms themselves basically they've got pelagic on the end but (laughs) (laughs) yeah well majority yeah yeah but of course, what we were saying earlier, Mike, about why uh, oceans are so difficult 
well, obviously they're impossible to colonise, but they're so difficult. Oh, are they? <laughs> they're so I'll difficult to. Uh, they're so difficult to explore thoroughly because number one, there's no oxygen. Number two, we don't have gills. <laughs> number three, the atmospheric pressure gets pro- progressively more um, dangerous. Yeah, crushing the me further you, the further you go down. And not only that, obviously, the temperature and the complete lack of light. The light goes out, obviously, the further you go down. Mm-hmm. Hence why the deep ocean is one of the coolest places on the planet, because how many people have realistically ever been able to explore it to any extent? Very few. And as you mentioned earlier, uh-huh. like, you, when you say to any extent, well, none, really. No, if only five percent Mar- has been yeah. explored completely, I mean the Mariana like, each Trench. one person has probably at most explored, you know, a fifth of that. Yeah, but you just look at like like when the Mariana Trench was discovered and explored, they can only stay down there for twenty minutes, mm. and I mean James Cameron was it who bloody did that that bloody vain personal quest down to the Mariana Trench, but the thing is, you can spend all the money you like on a high class submarine or whatever, but the pressure down there is so great that you know you, you couldn't you couldn't hang around for no. any period of time. It, I mean, you think about how much money would you have to spend on it? Or say say you thought, oh, okay, obviously humans can't really go down there. We'll get a robot, like a space exploration robot. But but the difference is the atmospheric pressure as well, because in space you you don't have at least that constant pressure that would crush pretty much anything in its wake well yeah anything as well as Other obviously than... sailing water which would you know rust any rust and rot everything so you'd have to spend a hell of a lot of money to get something that's capable of withstanding that kind of punishment yeah or, or just uh, yeah slip a tenner in my back pocket so look you know swim down here for us have a look yeah say what you see Mind. Say what you see. Yeah, go down there. The a microphone wouldn't work or anything. So I was, was going to say. I'd just come back up. Right and a, I forgot about the last. Write point. a little book about it. So. <laughs> I yeah, forgot. Obviously, the last point, obviously, is there's no light down there. No. So that would make filming a lot harder. Wouldn't Luckily, it? I uh, eat my raw carrots and I can see in the dark. But of course, the other problem is, Mike, that you're, you know, if you if you gave if you give a shit about anything that lives down there, no. <laughs> Obviously, that's a joke. Well, if you actually give a shit about any of the uh, creatures that no, dwell, not really. that dwell in that most cavernous zone, no, of course I do. Go on. What I mean is, <laughs> oh, there's some creatures that I've uh, known to dwell in cavernous <laughs> zones. <laughs> Me no, being one of them. Yeah, let's, let's not discuss your uh, your your recent sex life. Uh, <laughs> hang on. We talk about fish here. Horrible, horrible fish with big fangs. Go on. Okay, what I mean is, but down there in the uh, the very very deepest ocean, under the sea. the kind of fish and swimming creatures that will dwell there will likely be built to be able to hunt under incredibly low or zero light conditions. Yeah, the kind of ones that have the little lamps on their forehead, on their on their forehead, that allows them to penetrate the darkness and the gloom. A few meters in front of them. To go I'm quite good at prey. penetrating darkness. A few meters in front of me. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard that. 
So, if you were to go down there with, say, some filming equipment... <laughs> I'll go down there with filming equipment. <laughs> You're making it too easy. Out. Stop it. Just seriously get out. <sighs> so, you go down there with filming equipment, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you blast a, a massive jet of light that lights <laughs> up half of, half of the deep ocean. You're going to kill all of those fish. You're going to blow their eyesight out, what little eyesight they have out of their heads. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to... Unfortunately, it's very, very difficult to explore those regions because we just don't have the capabilities. You'd have to have the most incredible night vision. Really? You would. Or, as I said, you know, just pay me to go down. Have a little look, see what's going on. See yeah. what I go on. Gather some sea cucumbers. Yeah. Yeah. Make love with some uh, larger sea creatures. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you love a good sea cow. Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, we'll. Uh, we'll... <laughs> Let's play some music. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you after a bit of OMD who are sailing on the seven seas. The following section has been removed due to copyright infringement. Sorry about that. Fight the power. Welcome back from our voyage across the seven seas. Arr. <laughs> with. with... Every fisherman's friend, Mike Large. Yep, fisherman. And we, we were just, uh, we were just Wait, looking through that? some uh, other definitions of uh, oceans, not on Earth, and some pretty cool stuff uh, surfaced. Pretty funky shit going on. Yeah, about obviously uh, bodies of water potentially on the planet, and talking about natural satellites, which which is a very cool, a very cool definition of oceans that might exist there a global layer of liquid water thick enough to decouple the crust from the mantle is believed to be present on Titan, Europa and with less certainty Callisto, Ganymede and Triton a magma ocean although as Mike correctly pointed out magma once extrusive is actually defined as lava uh, so unless it's under the surface it will be lava a lava ocean is thought to be present on Io Geysers have been found on Saturn's moon Enceladus, although their origins are not well understood. Other icy moons may have internal oceans, or once have had internal oceans that are now frozen. That's pretty cool, Mike. It is cool, because that, of course, means that actually, you know, maybe there can be some life. Does it, does it make you think, so? Some form of life growing on. <laughs> growing on. Does it make you think when you hear these amazing like possibilities and things that have been discovered does it make you think that almost every cool extraterrestrial vision or painting or art or or imagining in novels or whatever exists somewhere on some planet or moon or satellite well, you know like with every like, new discovery it becomes infinitely more possible yeah yeah like but, you know vi vi a vision of hell or Tartarus or Dante's hell these could potentially all all be visions of planets and moons and uh, bodies all around us yeah definitely I mean it's not likely oi let's be honest Let, I, I, while I'm on my soapbox go on grow on while I'm on my soapbox and while I'm trying to make some kind of really deep philosophical connection or spiritual connection at least with the spirit of Gaia can I just throw this in Mike 
Do you think potentially that the sum of mankind's intellectual output and artistic output derives from his connection to everything that ever is and ever was? No. <laughs> <laughs> that because the, the spirit of creation resides in all of us, we subconsciously realise the existence of all these alien lands I think is a fucking and lovely idea but no <laughs> but no I think you're full of shit there no. <laughs> well we'll agree to disagree there alright one of us has to be a dreamer uh, one of us is a dreamer yeah. the other one's a groomer I've got no argument <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly interrupt before you uh, <laughs> you contextualise that so <laughs> Obviously, the last track we listened to was Sailing on the Seven Seas. Of course, this is a a well-renowned axiom about Sailing on the Seven Seas. But, Mike, do you know exactly what the Seven Seas refers to? Because, of course, the major oceans, there aren't seven. Do you, do you, I mean, there are seven continents, but as far as oceans go, there's not, there's not seven major oceans. Some might argue there's no more than three or four. So what do you think it refers to? Mm, I don't know, then. Let me uh, try and contextualise via our sponsor. It, apparently, in Mesopotamia, the term Seven Seas appeared as early as 2300 BC in hymn 8 of the Sumerian Enhadwana to the goddess Inanna. So there you go. It's, Inanna. It, it was <laughs> very good. It was referred to as long ago as 2300 BC, this concept of the Seven Seas. Anyway, I will skip through all those early definitions, other than we arrive at medieval Arabian usage in literature. Okay. Right? And uh, they believe to, uh, the Arabs and their near neighbours considered the seven seas to be the seas that they encountered in their voyages to the east, i.e. trading routes in ancient times. And since the time of the Prophet Muhammad, they're the places where Islam spread and was and is still widely practiced. These include the Persian Gulf, the Gulf of Kambat, the Bay of Bengal, Strait of Malacca, Singapore Strait, the Gulf of Thailand, and the South China Sea. And their Arabian Seven Seas, which must also have considered other important seas nearby, which were navigated by Arabian and Phoenician seafarers, were the Black Sea, the Caspian Sea, the Arabian Sea, the Indian Ocean, the Red Sea the Mediterranean Sea, and the Adriatic. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, did you... Oh, another little factoid for you. Go on. Did you know that I've, in fact, travelled the world in the seven seas? And what did you find out? I'm, in fact, God. <laughs> no, that wasn't how we scripted it, Mike. <laughs> You're supposed to say you found out that everybody's looking for something. Had I have continued to sing that song, you are sorry. You're 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 dead weight. You really what are. is that something? <laughs> what? What is that something? What? Everybody's, Everybody's well. For something. Some, some of them want to uh, abuse you. <laughs> some of them. Some of them. Some of them want to be abused by me. Uh huh. So, so some of them have no choice. <laughs> none of them have no choice. <laughs> none of them have right? a choice. Oh dear, and. Uh, yeah, other other examples in medieval European literature. Get your head up, moving on. Go on. Oh God! For some reason, I just <laughs> keep picturing neon cows now. Must be that music video. 
In medieval European literature, we've got the Adriatic, the Mediterranean Sea, including marginal seas, for instance, the Aegean Sea, the Black Sea, Caspian Sea, the Persian Gulf, the Arabian Sea, part of the Indian Ocean, the Red Sea, including the closed Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee, and the Seven Seas in Medieval Times also included the Aegean Sea, the Indian Ocean, and the North Sea. I see. <laughs> Very good, Mike. So. Unfortunately, that's not what she said. No. No. Definitely not. Should you have a, a perusal of a, a list of seas? Define seas. See if there's anything interesting there anyway. We don't just want to list them off. But Let's uh, see what we can see. <laughs> About Speaking seas. of seeing what we see. Do you remember the? Do you remember the owl and the pussycat going off to sea in a pea green boat? Nope. The, did you never read that? Oh, no. It's way wasted on you. Oh. So there we go. See what I see? <laughs> do you see what I see? Oh, I see what you see. Just uh, we just found some some pretty cool definitions to enlighten you about the. Uh, the, the various zones of the deep ocean. Different layers, if you will. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, it's basically, they're, they're segmented by how much sunlight penetrates into the regions. <laughs> uh, Can you stop <laughs> smirking every time the word penetrates? Stop saying penetrates regions and okay, things. Okay, just, anyway. We have the uh, epipelagic region, which is also known as the sunlit region basically the surface yeah. and just beneath the surface down to around 200 metres this is the illuminated even zone at the surface of the sea where there is enough light for photosynthesis for algae and such uh, nearly all primary production in the ocean occurs here consequently most plants and animals are largely concentrated in this zone of the ocean makes sense really doesn't it? in other words this is the region of the ocean where you were most likely died from being eaten as opposed to drowning. <laughs> Examples of organisms living in the zone are plankton, floating Aaron, seaweed. Aaron, let me stop you there. You are more likely you are more likely to drown than be eaten in the ocean. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Did you not hear what I said? Yeah, I heard exactly what you said. This is the region where you're more likely to be eaten rather than drown. Is the region, of, yeah, is the region of the ocean where you're not the more odds likely are to be eaten rather than drowned. You're more likely to be eaten like in that see, area. I'd like to see statistics to prove this. Oh, I'll show you until, statistics. Until I see right. the statistics, I'm not having that. Okay, problem. but I'm right, and you all should know that. Oh yeah, Aaron, please continue. Anyway, we agree to disagree this time. Hey, I've already corrected Wikipedia once today. <laughs> right, oh, correcting right, you. Yeah. Right. No, I, I, thought, I thought that entry looked a bit dubious. Yeah. Fishy, if you will. Oh, <laughs> See oh I, I will. <laughs> oh. So we've got, like, plankton floating seaweed. Jellyfish. That's seaweed, Matty Gibb, right? You can't... <laughs> <laughs> I heard Matty Gibb's on the seaweed diet. <laughs> he sees weed, he smokes it. No, that's, that's, that's not... That's... Move Sorry, on, mate, We love you. Oh, yeah. uh, we have those bastard jellyfish who float along on this level, being immortal and everything, existing for no other purpose than stinging the fuck out of people who happen to go across their path. Then we've got Greg Ross's favourite tuna. Yep. And many sharks and dolphins. And what not. In other words, the things that will eat you and the things that you might want to have sex with. 
And we're down to the mesopelagic zone, which is also defined as twilight, which is quite cute. I imagine it looks pretty pretty from down there. Now, Mike, this is 200 metres down to around about 1,000 metres. Yeah, boy. Now, although some light penetrates, photosynthesis can't occur. At about 500 metres, the water also becomes depleted of oxygen. Still life coats with gills that are more efficient by minimising movement. And any of these animals that, that survive at this kind of level, swordfish, squid, wolffish, some species of cuttlefish. Hmm. Okay. And many organisms that live in the zone are bioluminescent, i.e. generate their own light. Like the little jobbies. The jobbies, lanternfish. Hmm. And some creatures living in the mesopelagic zone will rise to the epipelagic zone at night in order to feed. Which makes sense, obviously. Indeed it does. It does. And we go down a layer. So we're breaking it down again. Break it down. And we're in the bathy pelagic zone, which is now midnight. That's the level of darkness. Not even two minutes to midnight. No, midnight. Spot on. It's definitely midnight. And that's from 1,000 to 4,000 metres deep. At this depth, the ocean is almost entirely pitch black. Apart from occasional bioluminescent organisms such as lanternfish, <laughs> unfortunately there can be no plant life down Aww. here. That's, that's quite sad. Isn't it just? And most of the animals living in this region survive by consuming the detritus falling from the zones <laughs> above. That that must be a that must be a strange old life. You're just feeding off the crumbs. That's that's kind of an analogy for our society, really, but. If you choose to make it so, yeah. Which is known as marine snow. That's quite cute. Or like what, what, a, what a nice way to put it. <laughs> uh, or like the marine hatchet fish by preying on other inhabitants of this zone. What a bastard. No fair play to it. That's what everyone else well, does. Well, to be fair, look at some of the other, uh, let's say, more regal inhabitants of that level. That level. Giant squid. We've all seen uh, Deep Rising. Haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe one of those. The Atoya, <laughs> uh, smaller squid, and the the Dumbo octopus. Fucking so cool. Dumbo octopus. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh wow! And the giant squid is hunted here by deep diving sperm whales in some kind of hilarious horror comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after our final sea-related track. Get your stinking rat out. It's late night, large. Say it, Phil. Phil Phillips there. Come with me, Mike, to the Sea of Love. Oh, if I had a penny for every time I heard that. You'd be a pauper. I may have one or two pence to my name. <laughs> so we're, we're, uh, we're, we're down and dirty now in the... Abyssopelagic. Trying to catch us growing dirty down there. They can never catch us growing dirty. They wish they could. In the lower midnight zone. Now, how can you have lower midnight? Hey, anything goes in the deep, deep ocean. This name... Uh, sorry. <coughs> this Oh, yeah, this name is derived from ancient Greek, meaning bottomless. A holdover from the times when the deep ocean or abyss was believed to be bottomless. Very few creatures are sufficiently adapted to survive in the freezing temperatures, high pressures and complete darkness of this depth. 
among the species that could be found in the zone are yet again our uh, robust friends the squid uh, echinoderms including the basket star swimming cucumber and sea pig yeah buddy that sounds like a party I want to be invited to uh, especially with the sea pig oh my god uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna see if we can find a picture of uh, this this famed sea pig I, I really wish it, it turns out the way that I imagine um, I won't tell you what I imagine because it's and unfortunately I don't think it's gonna come up with a picture oh look at that Aww. so you happy with what you just seen there Mike oh I'm more than happy I would encourage everyone to go and look them up yourself well, why don't you describe what they look like for the the unenlightened wickle piggies no yeah imagine a pig like you know babe like a pig just under the, under the sea and that's uh, and cross it with a cockroach <laughs> yeah yeah no it didn't really look like a pig well it did I suppose little little round body thing, yeah. little little fat little round body and little leggies on there as well as those brilliant sea pigs it also includes marine anthropods like the sea spider that doesn't sound very appealing Many of the species living at these depths have adapted to be transparent and eyeless. Of course, as a result of the total lack of light in this zone. Because why would you have eyes when there's nothing to see? You just want other sense organs to tell you where your prey is. I only need one organ to tell me where my prey is. Oh, God. It's not even an organ. <laughs> but go on. Get prey in everyone. So, the Hadopelagic region. Shit, son. This... Of course, because the abyssal zone actually takes us down to the bottom of the sea. So the hadopelagic zone is is actually below the bottom. It's the deep water in ocean trenches, i.e. below the seabed. The name is actually derived very coolly from Hades, meaning the Greek vision of hell. The zone is mostly unknown. Very, very few species are known to live here in the open areas. However, many organisms can thrive in hydrothermal vents in this and other zones. Some define it as below 6,000 metres, whether in a trench or not. And there you go. Not much more to say about that. No. There it is. And we're back to the little piggies. <laughs> the wiggies. Uh, you should actually look at them. They're, um, they have a certain, a certain charm. charm to them, yeah. <laughs> they are very... Do you know? Do you know what they remind me of? Actually, looking at these sea pigs, and I don't want to be harsh. What they what they kind of look like is imagine a bread roll, okay, and then imagine it had mould growing on the front and the underside, and then somebody got some play doh and tried to make tentacles on top of it. That's kind of how sea pigs look. Gorgeous, eh? Yeah, bless them. Bless him indeed. I want one, to be honest, but... Don't we all? N the next big fad. That'll be a future lane on large. So, we're talking about oceans, Mike. We are grower. Do you reckon you'll ever go out on the ocean? Yep. Go on. How? Just walk on out there. Would you ever go on a cruise? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, can't I... fucking afford one, but yeah, yeah. I, I would go well, on well, well, you could work on a cruise ship. 
Ah, this is true. This is yeah. true. But no, a cruise ship. Obviously, that's that's kind of a that's a bit of a bourgeois way to get out. Would you ever like take your own boat out? Sorry, take someone else's boat out without their permission. Oh, I take someone else's without their permission. Yeah, I couldn't afford to buy my own. Uh, <laughs> but I certainly steal one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but, but would yeah. you? Do you think you can handle it? Like, say, say a long sea voyage. Say no. Come do you on, think I could handle it. Would you? Okay, let me ask of course you. I could handle it. Let me ask you this. As long as I've got some uh, load of like dirty mags and shit. Oh, uh, fine. Okay, let let me ask you this. Would you ever take on a challenge that required you to say? Say somebody said to you, Mike, I bet you can't. After a couple of years of training, I bet you can't uh, windsurf. Circumnavigate the globe, windsurfing. Go all the way around the world. Uh, well, let me just tell you that nobody feels <laughs> could do that. Okay, uh, yachting. But if someone told me I couldn't do it, then I'd certainly try. <laughs> <laughs> and as you were going under, you'd just be like, "But what would you say?" Well, to I them? wouldn't go under. I I'd do it. But and then you float like a keg of beer, like a sea pig, <laughs> like a sea pig. Uh, no, I... <laughs> I just got the funniest impression of. Uh, you being dragged to safety like, after floating on the wreckage of your ship and you're barely alive and they said how long have you been out there and you're like oh, I think about, I think I've been drifting for about a week and they're like how the hell did you survive I survived on sea pigs <laughs> I went <laughs> all the way down there <laughs> I just reached out and I plucked them up and bugger me they were tasty they kept me going yeah. in my darkest hour and some sea bacon yeah yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> Oh god! I I just thinking of pork. I'm just thinking of a a horrible joke of a bacon with double cheese made out of sea pig. Oh. sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, bonerific. Oh, what about building your own submarine? Well, there is a rumor that actually we all live I believe it's a rumor. Yellow submarine. Uh, somebody a said yellow somebody submarine. once said that. Although, a yellow submarine. Although. Uh, Word has it that they may have been on some psychotropic substances at the time. Licking sea pigs. Damn those sea pigs. <laughs> uh, what was the question? Would you, would you build your own submarine? <laughs> would I build uh, my sticky own? back plastic? I would genuinely build my own submarine. Uh-huh. Only if I was never actually going in it. <laughs> I'd build it for someone else to for use. For someone else, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, if it was a submarine that I genuinely had to use and go down in, I'd probably let someone else build it. Yeah. Let's no, I like it. Should, I like we, talk, it, I like should it. we talk about the Titanic for a little bit? Um, I'm not sure we should. We should. should we, we could talk... get into murky waters. Okay. Oh, you, I see what you're saying. If you uh, catch my drift, <laughs> I'll catch you yeah, my drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, see what I did. should we talk a little bit about the rhyme of the ancient mariner, perhaps, and why you shouldn't ever shoot an albatross flying over your ship? Uh, go ahead. Lest your crew be struck down with insatiable hunger and thirst that lasts for 40 days, was it? Some shit like that. Yeah? <laughs> Unless your name is Mike Large, in which case you fucking shoot what you like. <laughs> shoot what you like. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think it would take then, Mike, to discover more of the ocean? Do you think what it takes is more public funding? Let's just give us human beings a big round of applause because... Let's face it, in the last two centuries, we have leapt forward unimaginably. We've discovered the entire planet as far as landmass goes. 
we've been on the moon we've been all kinds of places in space we've reached the outer edges of the solar system in terms of ex- exploration we have discovered the existence of the dinosaurs there's pretty much none of the big questions that we now know the answers to were discovered until the last sort of 200 years so we've made massive leaps forward do you think do you think discovering the rest of the ocean is well, priority if we continued at, at the same rate for the next couple of hundred years then yeah, you know, who the fuck knows yeah, where we'll be at who do you think what do you think okay let me let me give you four big things oh, I, I I'll give that, you one oh, I'm going to choose to ignore that four big things four big aspects that mankind could devote themselves to exploring as to the furthest reaches of their capacity the human mind the oceans space and disease do, do you kind of agree with that or, or are there other big issues that we really need to be exploring other than those four uh, not off the top of my head I mean they're pretty big four yeah pretty big four do you think I, I don't know I've got to be honest I'm completely naive but do you think they're funded adequately well I like you and probably not in the best position to cast judgement on that I'm not to quite sure fair, how I'm well the, they're funded or not yeah. you know, so. I'm, in the, I'm in the dark as much as someone sat in the abyssal zone to be honest hey, well done look at me a reference to something we've been talking about yeah y'all should uh, top of the class you, well I don't know about that but uh, you should all make references like that and then when people be like bitch please what you want to know you tell them what listen to that they should all say things like that well, listeners say that, all right, all and then right. someone goes, "What the fuck are you on about?" And you go, "Well, you clearly didn't listen to Let Night Large." <laughs> yes. uh, get on it, um, Mike. Just a quick thing: Have you heard of the Straits of Magellan, where two seas collide? Mm-hmm. I think it's in the Atlantic and the Pacific. Yeah, I don't really heard of, but I mean, I, I think those are the two seas. Basically, it's where two sea, the two oceans collide, and like I say, the reason that they're so tempestuous the region is because believe it or not I know this is weird to think about but they're of different depths even though they're obviously crashing against each other they're of different depths and obviously their current pulls in different directions thus you get massive crashing waves and you know it's, it's like the um, it's like the sailor's nightmare kind of all vision. sorts of shit goes down yeah <clears throat> have, you, have you not heard of the Straits of Magellan? I've I've heard of yeah. Okay, yeah. they're named right, after yeah, they're named it. after Magellan, who uh, I think navigated them successfully. But that that's pretty cool. That's another thing that oceans give us those weird situations where you have the forces of nature smashing together. Yeah, certainly interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well, anything else to say before we depart for tonight? Because it's been a, it's been an interesting discussion. Yeah. No. Um. I don't think so. We didn't float along aimlessly for too long. No. Oh, God. Cast the drift. Oh, yeah, all right, leave that shit to me, yeah? Yeah. I think we've, uh, I think we've covered it. We'll grow you later.